1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Countdown to kickoff, NFL wildcard weekend. Doc Walker on the microphone, heavy metal Chris, who attended a concert last night, and we will get into that because I know a lot of you uh, heavy metal enthusiasts want to keep up with the big fella and I want to make sure we share that on you. We're all, man, we do it all. We do it all. And part of the reason we get, we can do it is because we bring on the best people been there and done that. And John booty one of my favorite human beings, ferocious DB who has so much experience and what four teams, John, or five. It's five. Five teams, five which five means there years, were five yeah. people. And here's the beauty about this. I think Philadelphia, I know, the Jets, Eagles, Cardinals, Giants, and Buccaneers. That mm-hmm. means five people sit in the meeting and say, John Booty, thumbs up, thumbs down. And they went thumbs up. They went thumbs what? up. They yeah. said, we want Booty on our side. Now, of that experience, and that's why your experience in our market, what we do is invaluable, Mm -hmm. Because you've seen so many people fail.
3: Right.
2: And that's the thing the NFL doesn't show you. you, When you go to a different team or you lose in this league, you realize that there are people that are in your meeting room that don't know what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) And you would think from the outside looking in that everybody's professional and everybody's qualified. Bull manure. Bull manure. How many rotten coaches, assistant coaches, did you have on those five different teams that you played on in your career?
3: Well, you know, I got to say, uh, I, my rookie year with the Jets, and I played for three years, uh, we had a secondary coach. I don't, I'm not going to say his name. No, West no, East. I'm not
2: trying to, right, I just right. want the public to realize right, right. all the BS well, that goes on in pro sports.
3: Well, well, uh, James Hasty and I and uh, Eric McMillan, those teammates with the Jets and, They became all pros uh, with the Chiefs and uh, with the Jackson. And we were talking about this the last time, not too long ago. We said, man, we didn't have that coach. Loved him as a coach, but he wasn't a technician. He wasn't a coach that could teach us how to get it done. He said, well, you got to get down to the A-hole or the B-hole or you got to make this tackle here. You got to plant your feet. He didn't didn't do that. He didn't have that. He didn't have that coaching style or that uh, that, that knowledge that teaches how to uh, make a play or a, a do a strip or what they're doing. Nowadays, these guys are specific, but we didn't have that. They was, he, we loved him. He, he was a uh, mouthy, but uh, yeah, he, he loved us, and we we pretty much had to wing it on our own. So there was some coaches out there who didn't have a clue. Now I had Bud Carson as well who built the steel yeah. curtain. And oh, Bud yes. Carson, he was a guy. Uh, he wasn't too much of a technician. He'll teach you how to do the jam and all that stuff, but he wasn't that technician, that coach as well. But he, he struck clearing it because he could He knew what he was doing. So you you learn on the road, on on the, on the go. Uh, nowadays, uh, the coaches need to be 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 technicians and coaching and teachers, how to put themselves in position to make the plays and and uh, and you got to get that from. From what my standpoint, you need to get it from players who plays the game who can teach these kids. Uh, these young guys, how to these men, how to play football, even in the pro at the pro level.
2: Yeah, former NFL DB John Booty joined us as he does whenever I have a microphone. I just, you have so much experience from the game because right. you 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 see it from a standpoint that we don't talk right. about enough, and you realize how dysfunctional a lot of teams are with poor management. Poor coaching staffs, not trained, poor facility. People do not understand what a scam a lot of pro sports are and how many bank robbers have jobs. And that's why (laughs) I want to expose it so these fellas get a chance because I don't want these kids. You have a short career, man. It's hard to play three or four years in this league. Yes, it
3: is.
0: And I don't want these
2: guys to have their careers jeopardized by these con artists. That's the thing that really pisses me off and how much of this goes over the heads of most fans. Now, cold and, temperatures. What's the coldest temperature you played in?
3: You know, I think uh, we were in Cleveland and when I was the Eagles, and that temperature dropped to like, they say 30, 30 degrees below zero, wind chill factor and all that. But I think it was like uh, maybe maybe 15 but I don't know. But that, that was what you're saying. But it was freezing. Oh, my goodness. This was hard for me to function in that cold weather. And um, I was fortunate when we went to play, up to play Green Bay, it wasn't that cold. And uh, in New York, when I was play, playing there in Philly, it wasn't that cold. But that day, it was re- I think it was 1991. It was a cold, cold day. Man, it was just something else. And it was uh, during the daytime, it was that cold. You know, it was not nighttime. It was during the day. Yeah. It was – Doc, it's hard to is hard to maneuver <laughs> stuff like that. But you got to get that mindset, and you got to get go out there. Yeah, and, but as and a DB,
2: this. not only did you have to be conscious of the surface, because yeah. one move you slip, it's over.
3: It's all about body control, right? So the mental toughness and how to how to how to uh, interact or uh, counteract uh, to a wide receiver or a tight end coming down the field, or even just putting yourself in position to make a tackle. It's all about. Uh, body position during that time, you know, uh, when it's that cold, it, it don't even have to be. I don't think it's raining that big. It was just that cold. No rain. Yeah, I'd rather have that rain cold.
2: than than cold. I got to yeah. ask you about your the Eagles because mm-hmm. you're very <laughs> present. You've you've been uh, one of their esteemed alums. Now it is my theory, and the reason why I'm talking <clears throat> so much about, I think we've done. Oh, I think I've done a poor job of not uncovering, uh, one of the intricacies of pro, f- pro sports, the head coach gets way too much credit and blame. Mm-hmm. There's 15 or 16 people, they all have a part. Some of them we never even mentioned. Their yes. positions, like the DBs or the receivers or whatever, if they're underperforming, there's a reason. It ain't the head coach, right. it's the assistant coach, not right. getting the job done, not getting people to get better. He doesn't make sure they're prepared to play. And as right. a result, I felt so bad for that poor kid from uh Mississippi State in that last game. A corner. They throwing a ball on uh, him. He didn't even know where the ball was. <laughs> it's the poorest yeah. ball skills. You saw it. Yeah. So, I felt so bad that, for him.
3: Yeah, yeah. And is with the Eagles secondary is almost like the next man up, right? So because right. there have been some injuries and whatnot. And I, I've experienced that uh, when uh, I wasn't a starter for the Eagles in the last game of the season. against guess the Washington Commanders, Redskins back then, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I was still in the last game of the season. I said, man, you, the secondary coach said, John, you got to play today because we suspended our corner, like the starting cornerback. I had no uh, practice uh, that week, and I had to go up against Gary Clark. Ricky Sanders and Art Markham. Oh, you had
2: the posse. Oh, Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: So I'm like, man, I went to Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, Jerome Brown, all those guys. Hey, man, I'm starting today. Each two men said, hey, let's go play some football. I got that confidence. Talked to Eric Allen, who's hopefully getting the Hall of Fame this year. He said, come on, Jay, let's play some football. You know, we had two detractors, but, you know, they are who they are. But I got out there, and the commentator said, man, he wasn't supposed to start today, but he had a good game. Now, I'm saying all this to say, those guys always got to have a next man up mentality. So if those coaches not getting you ready in the film room themselves, you get yourself ready in that film room. You you study and prepare yourself as you are a starter. So never know when that time is going to happen. And believe you me, it will happen. And so if you're dancing on the island out there, your coach need to come to you in the sideline and say, man, we got to do it this way. we got to find someone to help you out over here. But during that week, you and Unit coach got to get together and put you in position to say this is going to happen because the National Football League is, is, is a tricky situation. You can start at any moment, and you got to make you got to be prepared and, and put yourself in position to make plays. So that's that's what I'm saying. Answering your question right there, Doc. Uh, the coaching coaching stuff. You got it. You're professionals, right? So get these guys in order, get these guys in line, you know, teach these young guys. And at the same time, it's up to the player themselves, put themselves in position as going to make plays.
2: Gerard, Gerard Mayo hired mm-hmm. uh, to follow the goat, Played for the goat, hell of a player. Mm-hmm. The oddities are defensive player, African-American player in New England. What's your mm-hmm. initial reaction?
3: Well, I'm excited for that. You know, as an African-American player, uh, getting the opportunity to go coach uh, the team that he played for, that's fantastic. Jeff like D'Amico Ryan down in Houston, right? So you take that and you see this young man have a, uh, the ability to coach. Uh, uh, Kraft saw that and his son saw that. So it gives him an opportunity to do just that. It's, a, it's, a, it's a credit to them. Now his proof is going to be put in. Uh, what he can do with that? So I'm for that. That's exciting. You know, it, it's a bridge that we continue to cross, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see.
2: Yeah, Gerard. Um, I mean, I love the fact that he's in the flow of it now, and it'll be interesting. I think it'd be more pressure on an outsider because they don't know and understand the patriot way. He's a direct right. example. Yes, he it. is. Uh-huh. But Vrabel. I thought it was like a done deal. I thought, wow. But this is probably better to do it the way they did. And I think right. Vrabel is a hell of a coach. I uh, do too. Because he turned water into wine. Because he really didn't have the quarterback I know that he wanted. What's your take on him? Do you like him?
3: So, Br- Br- Yes, I do. And I think he's a, he's a hell of a coach. And, again, uh, uh, he did what you just said. He turned water into wine down there. But, you know, the, the ownership. Or otherwise and so i believe he'll get a job somewhere um i don't know where it's going to be could be in the Burger and go doc i don't know so um but for him uh it's pretty just it's bright still
2: you know i have to ask you this because people are gonna and i'm when i see him again and you see him again everybody's gonna want to know did you get a chance to put the grip on gary clark
3: Oh goodness gracious! I get the yes, hear put the grip on.
2: You know, uh, we, we'll say it's a tie. Yeah,
3: he scored okay. on me one time, but I tell him <laughs> I let a little tail feather up in almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he'll say you know. He'll say I had an off day. Gary Clark, you never have off day. Don't give me that. I just no, he you know he right, does. I, no, he does. Hey, yeah. Okay, oh, it's he so, does. Funny. I, I say I, I saw I saw a video of you cussing the sideline out for no reason at all, man. Y'all yes, yes. Kick the film door, yeah. You see over the cussing and going on, I'm like, dude. But I, I, we, we, he, you know, he, he got the little dodge right on there in the, in the red zone, and I said, damn, oh excuse me, and I, I blasted a little tail feathers at the uh, at the go at the pile line. I think I knocked him out of bounds, but you know we were playing at RFK, so I think there was some home cooking going on there. Yeah, it's nothing better than playing against <laughs> playing against
2: your boys and guys right. that you like and respect and go at right. it, and then be able to have a lifetime of deals. Before we let you get out of here, J.B., um, who do you like today and why? And let's uh, start with Green Bay at Dallas.
3: Well, you know what? I think Dallas is going to beat the stuffings off out of Green Bay. They're playing at home, and Green Bay defense, I see the Lamb kid is something else. And oh, Cowboys, off the line, uh, Cowboys off the line line going to stay strong, and I think they're not strong against the run, and so Pollard may have a good game plan on having a good game, and CD and Lamb, he's in that slot position. He moves all over the field, so it's hard to con- control him. So I think the Cowboys are going to really put up on the Green Bay Packers today.
2: All right, and then the Los Angeles Rams at yeah. the Lions.
3: You know what? They're not dandy Lions anymore, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> that. Um, the Lions <laughs> are playing some good football, and they play it at home, too. So... I know the, quarterback, the quarterbacks are going to be going at each other. You, know, you took my job. You got my Super Bowl. Blah, blah, blah. I got just this, this job here. So uh, I'm the starting quarterback here. So it's my turn to turn the table. So I think um, I'm giving it to the Detroit Lions.
2: All right, JB, As, uh, how, can our, how can our listeners keep up with you or get tap into you and Ken Harvey, the podcast, throw out some, some ways we can stay in touch?
3: Well, uh, we don't we don't have a website for the podcast yet, but we're on uh, Commander's Justice. You're gonna know we're on Facebook. Uh, so if you go to Commander's Justice, you're gonna know the podcast. Uh, you'll see the uh, uh, see the podcast on there and uh, uh, link into it, tap onto it, like it, and uh, we're, we're trying to make this thing grow. You got to have you on there, Doc. I can't you know? wait.
2: I can't yeah, wait. All right, brother. All right, brother. Appreciate your expertise, man. Appreciate Thanks you. for the knowledge. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. As Coach Thompson would say, (laughs) J.B. is simply one of the best. Quick break. We come back and we'll light it up. You can join me right here on the MGM National Listener Line, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Wall-to-wall coverage, always live and free on the Odyssey app.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Countdown to kickoff. NFL wildcard weekend. Rick Doc Walker on the microphone. Heavy metal, Chris, running the program. You know, I would think the leader in the clubhouse, if we were just, and all of us, we don't have we don't have a horse in the race and we don't have any inside information to the Harris group as to how they're leaning but I think you'd be safe to say that Ben Johnson the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions is a man that is really sought after I think offensive coordinator he helped put the Lions on the map and who better to give us a little insight on that than the voice of the Detroit Lions, my old tag team partner and Flint Hill's finest, Dan Miller.
4: Well, a young guy, great presence. Uh, you know, I think he's going to walk into a room with owners and general managers and people in administration and impress them right away. He's just got a great presence about him, which is, you know, coach Gibbs had as well. And, He's just got that ability, and I'm not comparing him, obviously, with coaches gives track record, but there's something about a coach, Doc. You know, you played for enough of them. I've been around enough of them that they have mm-hmm. to have that it factor. They have to have that presence to resonate, yeah. to stand in front of a room of men and to motivate them and to keep them going in tough times and, and to keep them you know, on an even keel when times are good, and he's got that. I mean, it's just you can see he's just bred for this. Uh, even when he was here just working with the tight ends and being a you know a passing game assistant, you just right. sensed there was something special about him. And I think whoever gets him is going to get a heck of a head coach. They're going to get a heck of an offensive mind, and they're going to get somebody that can relate to players. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think the three years that they've both spent with Dan Campbell, and actually they've been with him longer than that because Ben was with him in Miami and Aaron Glenn was with him in New Orleans – just watching the way Dan Campbell conducts himself and the way that he runs this organization will be beneficial to them because he's done such a good job. So they've they've had good mentors, they have had people that have that have helped them understand what it is to lead a team. And I think they're both of the mind to be able to do that. But Ben is a guy that there's there's I'd be shocked if Ben Johnson does not end up with a job somewhere after this season. I just don't see any way we get through this cycle and he's still our offensive coordinator. And I think the team knows that as well. And and look, A.G.'s the same thing. He's, he's just got a presence about him. He's a very commanding man when he stands in front of a room and addresses people. And uh, they just had a poll recently uh, about the most popular coordinator in the league, and he yeah. won it. I mean, guys yeah. want to be around him, and they want to play with him. He hasn't had tremendous success in terms of his defense here, but in fairness to yeah. him, he also hadn't had a tremendous amount of talent. He's had to make do with uh, some deficiencies back there. But yeah, uh, again, he sits down. He's going to help people.
2: Heavy metal, Chris. Excellent job putting that piece together. We hope you, those of you that might have missed the show, you should never miss the show. But if you had to, had an emergency in the family, I understand. I forgive you. And uh, it just, I mean, how do you not like Ben Johnson? What I like most about Ben Johnson is that he didn't take the bait last year with Carolina. He felt like he had some unfinished business. And that means he wasn't eager just to be in charge. He wanted to be in charge with the power to complete the mission. Says a lot, man. Says a lot. Very impressed with the young man. I've never met him, but I am impressed with him. No question about that. And I think Dan helped um helped us with that Robert in Bethesda welcome to countdown to kickoff
5: yeah thanks for taking a call you know I've been listening for a while maybe I missed it earlier but okay. what's up with Eric benamey I mean Eric benamey is just sitting there and no one's really mentioned his name the guy is really good at what he does and uh, it's sort of like he's like a dark horse in all of this what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. <clears throat> he is, um, I mean, there's been some rumblings that Kansas city, I think it's clear that whether or not we're able to appreciate him here, they damn sure know that his he's missed in Kansas city and there've been some rumblings about it. I, that's up to the Harris group. Uh, he put his work out. He did the best he could, but what he had to work with the way I see it, um, I will never know why we had the frequency of passes that we did. And to me, it's just short yards and goal line. That's where I'm hung up at. But until I talk to him personally, face-to-face, I'll never know. You don't know what was going on. I do know that he couldn't get the quarterback to throw the ball, so you'll never know what would have happened. All I know is that when Jacoby came in the game in the same system, same offense, same everything, it looked like they were sliding down downhill, skiing downhill. I mean, it, just, it, it was too easy for us not to at least wonder what the hell was going on. But whatever yeah. happens, he'll be fine. He'll be employed.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of thought, you know, I, I thought that too with the passing. But if you think about it, if the way they were um, pushing the quarterback, he had to show that that quarterback could do it or not. So you had to let him throw, get the refs then,
3: you know, let him yeah, see what he yeah. had see what he could
5: do, you know. So it's sort of like, hey, this year's kind of like a wash. Let's see what this guy's going to really do. Can he really be what we need him to be? So he gave yeah. him all the reps to see what he can do and just and let he showed him grow you know, into it. No, I like I like yeah. him.
2: But he also didn't prove to me that he's the guy. No, no,
5: no. I just think that over the years, from what we've seen as a fan, base, you know, when, we, when we've seen – well, we saw we saw in that quarterback, he was like – he was a hope, you know. So, everyone had this hope, the expectations of hope, you know. When you don't have nothing, something looks good sometimes. So, yeah, right. We're desperate. No, um, we don't
2: say it. We're yeah. desperate.
5: <laughs> yeah, we're desperate. You know, so we, you look at us, oh, yeah, here he is, man. That's our guy. That's our guy. He's our guy. Well, based on what you've had, he would look like your guy in a sense. Yeah. But, again, you know – now that the Harris team is in, in control here and, uh, you know, they can put their, their their stamp on this thing, I think things will pan out. You know, I think, like everyone's saying, you know, it should be much brighter days for for, for the fan base and for the team. So, thanks for taking my call. That's all I hey, wanted. And then a little bit strong of a to see what's
2: happening there. Yeah, strong so, call, uh, brother. Appreciate that. All right, it's you take a, it man, easy. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to say it any other way. It is what it is.
6: Uh, Results
2: don't lie. The scoreboard is my guide. My guide is the scoreboard. You are what the scoreboard said. Bill Parcells made it famous. You are what your record states. Ain't nothing personal. Well, you don't like him. I don't don't give a damn about none of them if they're not winning. I say that up front. This is not a youth team program. This is professional sports. You're making a fortune. You got to do better. You just can't be this bad at something and expect people to pay you like that. Appreciate the phone call. We'll go to break. Stay on the line, those of you that are there, and we will come back. I don't want the big fella mad at me as we do what we do here on Countdown to kick off NFL wild card on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back to Countdown to Kickoff, NFL Wild Card Weekend, right here on 106.7 The Fan. Our coverage is wall to wall, always live and free on the Odyssey app. And we uh, certainly like to thank our friends, at the BetQL Guest Hotline. They have been rolling. We thank you for John Booty, and uh, we're going to bring top of the hour. Lamont Jordan will join us, and trying to bring you some guys that have been in playoff environment and understand. What it takes. We'll take you all the way up to 1245. And we'll turn it over to Caps and Rangers. NHL style. Um, Did take a peekaboo last night at the Wizards. And uh, I was smiling. It was delightful. Love local victories. I'm just a sucker for it. And we don't get a whole bunch of them. But when we get them, I definitely not going to act like I'm not conscious of it. I'm going to shout it out and to let you know I am very, very happy to have had it happen. Kevin. who's Kevin? Kevin on Fairfax. Hey, hey, thanks, Doc, for taking my call. I What's want up, your bro? opinion from a
7: former player about a canceling a playoff game from two, two teams that are used to playing in bad weather.
2: You know, I thought about the Cowboys at Cincinnati and the Bengals. Great game, great game. And it was a great game, but I thought the Chargers were the better team and the weather, they just couldn't function in it. And when that game was canceled, I felt about those that had to play in it in in equal, equally terrible environments. And I got to be honest with you, I don't like it. If one has to do it, they should all do it or make it a rule at a certain temperature and do it all. But, again, because I was not there, and if it was health-related issues and people could have been injured, fans, not the players, but if the fans were endangering their lives getting in and out, then I'm all for it.
7: Do you think it's money?
2: No, I really don't. In this case, because I've been up there, I've been in Buffalo, and trust me, scared to death. I used to be <laughs> getting the car from the rental car place, having to drive over there. I was going, why am I doing this? I was petrified of 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 ice. Uh, California. Yeah, it is, and I'm damn proud of it. I don't want to be used to bad snow environment. <laughs> I, I, otherwise, I'd be in Alaska or Michigan. So yeah. I always yeah. kid my Wolverine buddy and Spartan buddies about. Hey, man, there's certain situations, and I've been in Metropolitan in Minnesota, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and Buffalo. I've done all in Chicago. I've done the big four outside on the sidelines as a reporter and was petrified. So, yeah, there comes a time where the adults have to step in and say, if we do this, people could die. Come into the game, not the players. But the people that are fans, so yeah, I I support it. Hey,
7: thanks for having Dan. I remember him from the 570 days. He he was great. That's my guy, man.
2: Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Our next stop is out in Capitol Heights. Derek, welcome to Countdown to kick off.
7: Good morning, Doc. Burgundy and gold until I'm old and cold. (laughs) I love it. Hey Doc, I have a question for you. Um, based on Houston's performance last night, uh-huh. it felt like they they played an attack like they knew that they were going to win. Can you can you provide a memory of when you all hit the field in a playoff game and you knew you were going to win? It
2: was no doubt. Well, you know it's not you. you... You respect your opponents. I'm trying to think of a playoff. If you're in the playoffs, you got a pretty good team. Right. If our games, we were at home, we would earned home field. So, but we lost. We lost to the Bears in 84. I ne- I mean, just awful, awful. But we did, and they were better. And uh, not an excuse, but a fact is that ken huff our right guard out of carolina broke his ankle first quarter Mm. and i'm sure kevin memorized kevin sheehan is the only guy that would be able to remember this vividly but i think we had about 85 yards on the ground in the first quarter we were rolling and he broke his ankle and we had brought mo towns in we had to shift the line and uh they had hampton they had dent they had mcmichael they were loaded I really felt the '84 Bears were better than the '85 Bears. They were ferocious because '85 Bears had two guys that held out, and yet, uh, and they and they got us. So yeah, but we we when you have a really good team, you know it, and then you're dying to make sure you don't blow it. You don't want to be the team that doesn't cross the finish line. And we failed on that. We lost a home game to the Bears, and we lost the Super Bowl to the Raiders with teams that were capable of winning everything and didn't get the job done. So it happens because the other team was better at that time. Hey, Doc, I
7: I bet you when you lost, you didn't go out there
2: and exchange jerseys right on the field. Well, yeah, right. You know what? And I know sometimes (laughs) I say to myself, I say, Self, you got to stop pushing your old behind morals on these babies who live in a different generation. And I don't blame the kids for doing it. I blame the coaches. Yeah. There's just no way in the hell I would pay you if you got your ass kicked at home and we got our home crowd there and you stripping down, giving <laughs> your jersey to a dude. I just couldn't live with it. I just can't <laughs> live with it. There's no way in the hell I would... Allowed. I would. You would be, because here's the deal, you got FedEx, we got all these shipping people. You want that dude to have your jersey, first of all, clean it, and then ship it to him and sign it. I know Scott Lynn, my buddy, Philadelphia fanatic, he likes game-worn. I know the collectors go, hey doc, you don't understand, you damn right I don't. And you know what, I never will, I never will understand that you, at home, in front of your home crowd, you taking your stuff off, giving it to some dude or whatever. I, I just I can't get over it. But then again, that's just showing my immaturity. <laughs> appreciate the, <laughs> appreciate the phone call. And I don't ever right. plan on getting mature enough to where I can I can handle that. What well, do you say, Metal? We got chance for Nate or we need to get take a break. Let's go to Nate then. Nate, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Can you hear me? Okay, brother. What's going on? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. What's up, Doc? Hey, man. It's, uh, yeah. it's wild card. It's exciting. Really, the biggest thing going on is that Peacock is holding people hostage. Either yeah. pay or play. Thank God for Odyssey. And I just want to yeah. listen to radio. I listen to the game on radio.
7: Am I, am I on?
2: Loud and clear.
7: Oh, dang. Okay, so look, I, I was born in, in the area, but I was born in 88, so I didn't really grow up a, 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 a Redskins fan because so I kind of just missed the prime years, and I chose to be a Packers fan instead. But I no follow the team closely still. I listen to y'all all the time. I love the radio station. But I just wanted to say, man, I'm so glad that the, that the, that the Redskins didn't hold on to Matt LaFleur because as a Packers fan, I think this dude is really underrated. And I think he's really, you know, innovative. And now that, you know, Rodgers is gone, he's had a chance with his offense and his, you know, personality to really imprint on his team. And they have a chance to, you know, maybe do some shocking today. And uh, uh, I think that's that's just some, you know, good football. I just want to hear what you had to say. And one more, I one more right. uh, thing I want to get your opinion on uh, okay. was, do you think that they should change the rules that you can only officially break somebody's record is if you do it? in the same amount of games that they did. I'll hang up. Man, and, and
2: I, I love you for bringing that up. Thank you so much. I do not understand. I know I'm in mm-hmm. the minority, which I usually am in most things, and I'm damn proud of it. How in the world? Jim Brown got 1,000 yards, and they yeah. had 12 games. Yeah. And crazy. they still want to act like now when a guy gets a 1,000 yards, they act as if we don't realize they're playing – 17 games. Uh, Come on, really? They were making a big thing about Terry McLaurin. I love Terry McLaurin. I love him to death. They were making a big thing like, he's 34 yards away from 1,000 yards. So what? Play 17 games. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. It's disgraceful. There were guys that set Uh, these records when the league was 12- Games. Games, OJ, yeah. Jim Brown, all them dudes, man. They did it in 12. Stop patting yourself on the back. And we just go along like sheep. Just sheep. Oh, my God, he got a 1,000. If a back don't get a 1,000 now, you should cut him, let alone bragging about it. Good stuff, man. Thanks for bringing that up. Go to break on that note. <laughs> Sorry to be a little violent, but it really gets to me when people just act like they don't realize there was 12 games when these records were established. A jest. We'll be right back. NFL Wild Card weekend here on Countdown to Kickoff. Rick Doc Walker on the microphone. Honored to have followed Earl Forsy, who is the master blaster when it comes to Countdown to Kickoff. Normal format, uh, you'd have take command. Craig Hoffman would be up and doing his thing at a very, very high level. And then we'd be getting into uh, play-by-play. Now that we do not have to deal with commander's action, we're watching playoffs. And playoffs yesterday, Kansas City over Miami. I'm sure you know it now. That is if you had Peacock. And then Houston, probably the biggest story yesterday. Because the Brownies have a good team, and Houston came out and just went through them like a hot butter, hot knife going through butter. Packers, boys, uh, Rams, and Lions. Of course, those of you that just woke up from a coma, Pittsburgh and Buffalo game was moved from today until tomorrow, 4 4 o'clock, 4.30, kick, and then, of course, The Eagles, who've just had the longest, furthest drop from grace of any really good team we can imagine. But Tampa Bay quarterback, Baker Mayfield, not 100%. So do the Eagles have one more big gasp of breath in them? What do you think, Mark, out in Landover? What say you?
6: I say, Doc, they might. But right. I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I'm more
2: looking <laughs> forward to talking on. to you, buddy. What's happening?
6: Man, everything's good, Doc. Everything's good above the grass. But I just wanted yes. to make a comment, Doc, after this yes, year. And I and and really enjoy listening to you because, as a matter of fact, that's what I want to compliment you on is your frankness and it's rooted in reality, Doc. And we're, we got a shot to make a comeback. And I'm glad to hear you talking about it and being positive about it, Doc. And, I like listening to you, Doc, because you make me think. And I know this might be a sore spot for you, but you guys have been talking about and everybody else about cold weather games and stuff. Yeah. And here's yeah. one you might remember, my friend. How about when that team in black from the West Coast in warm climates went into Cleveland Stadium and beat Sam Rattigliano and Brian Syke? And you know what happened after that, my friend, I believe. Yes. That's yes. A, that was a really good game, and... You made yes. me think about it, Doc, and hey, man, yes. make sure you have a nice day because I, I know you, you got other brother.
2: Ball, That's a good one, man. God bless you. That's a good one. Man, them cold-weather we- games, I- heavy metal, you're onto something. And don't let me forget to ask you about your concert. I know you're trying to weasel out of it. I want to know what happened. Jose in Arlington, <clears> welcome <throat> to Countdown to kick off NFL wild card weekend
8: my man dog walker this is my first time calling in and uh i've been listening to you for many years and uh i uh, just want to say thank you for all your knowledge i'm a soccer coach and my a man. big fan of the of the redskins and it's been depressing just watching my team just suck for the past 20 years and um i just wanted to get your opinion because i don't know anything about football and um just from uh, you know in terms of the direction what kind of projection and um what kind, you know, how do you think the the team is going to progress with uh, um, the new owner and the new leadership? And uh, what do you think uh, in terms of the, you know, why why isn't that we haven't been able to recruit or have some good players and, you know, like a middle linebacker or good um, offensive line, good running back. And I just see all these teams and they have all these talented players. And it's just like, how come we just can't do that and, and recruit good, good talent. So, you know, Thank you. Well, coach, for taking let's my first call. of
2: all, let, let's start off. What age groups do you coach? I coach. I've coached uh,
8: collegiately, professional. Uh, I've been overseas, and uh, now I'm just uh, giving back to the community, just uh, coaching youth soccer right now.
2: All right, good deal. Um, there's no way to answer that. There's no one word answer for it. Everyone that has been hired here had really good intentions, but they made bad decisions. This is a people business. I don't think anybody intentionally failed, wanted to fail. They pick people for the wrong reasons. You can't pick people because you like them or you're familiar with them. you got to pick them because you can forecast them being able to do the job you want them to do. And then if they don't, you got to be able to help them get better. If you can't help people get better, you're not going to win. And no matter what the sport. It's not about there's no instant oatmeal. You don't just get somebody and they automatically get it. It's, it's chemistry. It's camaraderie. It's having a a an enemy. And everybody's got a and every week you got a new enemy. Right. But if you don't teach people how to fight and how to be aggressive and how to go after something, they're just going to get paid to go through the motions. So yeah. it's about when you pick a leader. What do you do if your team's flat, Coach? Whose fault is it if they're flat?
8: All, all on me. Uh, at Whose the, at fault the is it,
2: Coach, if they do the run, if they don't, they don't get hit the pitch or get the ball going the way you wanted to go in the right direction? Whose fault is that?
8: All me, and they got to match my intensity. At the end of the day.
2: There you yeah. go. There you go. So yeah. you just answered your own question. In every area of failure. It is because whoever was in charge picked the wrong people, designed a bad scheme, wasn't able to adjust in the midst of the battle quick enough to realize up, this ain't gonna work. And people have recovered throughout time. People got punched in the face and recovered. But then others don't.
8: Can I ask you one more question? I like sure. I said, I don't know anything sure. about the uh, X's and O's of, of football, but In terms of, you know, I've always seen that, you know, defensive uh, teams always um, have a better chance of, you know, winning Super Bowls. And it just seems to me that we don't have a good linebacking linebacking core. And do you think that's, you know, in in, uh, an area that we should probably or address in terms of a defensive coach or an offensive coach? And I think I'm just going to, Listen to you, and then it's always a, you, a pleasure coach. Listening, listening to you. And like I said, I don't know anything about football.
2: No, you I know, know a hell of a lot more. Hey, Coach, stop saying that because you <laughs> i tell you what, if you don't, neither do I. It's all about getting the right people. And if they don't get the job done, replace them and get somebody else. They've got to have a teacher that can help them through a weak spot. We drafted a kid. He was a great kid and good personality, and we moved his position, and it failed, and we failed the kid absolutely failed him to break. We go, we come back. We'll continue taking some calls and we've got a super guest at the top of the hour. Lamont Jordan's going to join us. So stick in state right here and heavy metal. Chris, will talk about that concert. He attended last night.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?